In today's chapter of the Book Truck Chronicles, I'll be talking about some crazy lies we believe about our reading life. I'll add a couple of suggestions to your to-be-read list. And I'll answer a question that I get asked a lot about the book truck business. You ready? Here we go. Okay, I think it's time that we tackle just a few things about the bookish life that we kind of get hung up on. You know, like reading is supposed to be this beautiful, relaxing, private, awesome thing. And yet somehow we get caught up in these rules and this legalism about what we feel we should or shouldn't do or what's acceptable. Okay, okay, no. Okay, you know what, y'all? I'm just going to give you a break right now because I think that there are times where you just need to chill it out. So here's a couple of them. One, I have too many books at home that are waiting for me that I haven't read yet. Yeah, so what? So what? My fridge has a lot of food in it that I haven't eaten yet. My Netflix is full of shows I haven't watched yet. I don't feel guilty about that. But you know what? Somehow we feel as if our book is there and we paid for or it was given to us and it's sitting there. It's going to expire. It's not. It's just waiting for you. Well, let me tell you something. Books are not people. They're not your children. They're not your pet. They will patiently wait for you. They will not hold it against you if you choose something else. They will not feel jealous if you choose another book over them. You know what? They're not. They're just going to sit there unchanged, waiting for you. They're fine. Don't feel guilty. If you have too many books at home, you know what it is? It's not too many. It's you have many books waiting for you. What a beautiful thing. Go with that. No guilt. How about this number two? You feel like you have to finish a book that you don't enjoy. Oh, okay. You know what? First of all, there's no eye in the sky here. Nobody is watching you. If you say halfway through a book, oh, this book is awful. I can't stand it. Why would you spend more of your precious time reading something that you do not like? Nobody is grading you. You're not going to fail. You're not going to have to give the money back for that book. You know what? You just put it down. Pick up something else you like. When you start a new book, it can be a risk. You don't know. Is this going to be a favorite? Is this going to be a dud? You don't know. So that's why we read to find out. But if you are reading something and you are not liking it, do not put yourself through unnecessary agony, hoping that it gets better in the last third of a book or last half of a book. It might not. Some books grab you right away and they're awesome and they keep you going all the way through. And then you know what? They can have a really terrible ending. Now, I know that's happened to you because it's happened to me for sure. So you can get totally cheated by the end of a book. Think of it this way. A book that's bad in the beginning is already let you know early it's not going to be any good. Great. Sack it and go for another one. No guilt. How about this one? Audiobooks aren't really reading. Now, I'm doing air quotes, but you can't see that. Audiobooks. No, it's not actually reading because your eyes are not doing the work. Your ears are doing the work. Just like your ears are doing this work right now. It's fine. We have been listening to stories all our lives. And I don't think anybody would have heard a story read to them and said, no, I haven't read that book. No, you know what? When I was in grade four and Miss Silzer read Tales of a Fourth Grade Nothing to our class, let me tell you, I felt when it was over like I had read that book because I knew that book. I had experienced it. I had loved it. I could tell you what it was all about. Nobody was saying to me, oh, no, Brandy, Brandy, mm, honey, nice try. You did not read that book. You have to sit down on your own and you have to open it with your hands, with your precious little hands, and you have to read it with your precious little eyes. No way. Uh-uh. 
I heard it, so I felt like I read it. The same goes today. Whether you are jogging, whether you are driving, whether you're sitting there reading, listening to an audiobook on your own, if you are taking in that story, however you take in that story, that's important enough. Don't give yourself any guilt about whether or not it's actually reading. Yes, you can cross this off your Goodreads list as a book you have read. Yes, you can. No guilt. Don't give yourself categories, y'all. Reading is all about taking in stories. If you've taken in stories in any way, through your eyes, through your ears, whatever, well done you. Okay, what about this one? You can't go to book club if you haven't read the book. Oh, oh honey, okay. You know what? I don't know what the rules are in your book club, but in my book club, you can come because we're just happy to see you. The book is really just a vehicle for us to get together. Now, some book clubs are hardcore. They are all about the atmosphere, the theme, the debates, the character analysis, the thematic elements, the backstory. Okay, you know what? I love that too. Maybe that's not your book club, or maybe if you don't necessarily think that you can finish the book, Maybe that's not the book club for you to join. Maybe you need to find one that's a little more, hey, you're here, what wine did you bring? Rather than, you know, what thematic elements can you offer as we have this debate about, <laughs> about it. So, you know what, do you have to read the book? No. But sometimes it's helpful just to be part of the conversation if you're familiar with the book. Some books, honestly, if they're not chosen by you or it's not something that grabs you, you're not gonna read it, let's be honest. And some people go to book clubs and they fake it. It's true. It's true. I know it. I know what's happened. People go to book clubs and they say, oh yeah, I read it. No, you didn't. If we gave you a test right now, you would fail that sucker. So you know what? Don't feel guilty. Go to the book club because that's where people who read and who enjoy you are going to be. Sometimes it's about the details of the book. Sometimes it's just about you and your presence. So you know what? No guilt. If you're going to be going to a book club where reading the book is absolutely critical, join a different book club. If you are determined to read the book and be part of that community where they're going to discuss it in depth, oh my gosh, then you find a different book club too. So that's the beautiful thing. You find the one that works for you and allows you to be there as you are. Don't go to a book club where you have to fake it just to be part of it. Go to a book club that you feel like you actually really want to be a part of. Do you have to read the book to be a book club? Heck no, girl. You know what? Just go. Go where the book people are. They'll be happy to see you. So let's ditch the rules. Stop making rules for each other. Stop believing the lie that there's all these legalistic rules and boundaries to your reading life. You decide. You are the boss. You are the reader. You take control of it. Don't let anybody else tell you. That stuff's a bunch of garbage. So enjoy your reading life. If there's any way I can help you with that, I'm thrilled to offer you new suggestions, ways to change up your reading life a little bit, add some more stimulation, maybe even some more people to your reading community, whatever it is, this is the place we're going to talk about it. You guys, this is going to be so much fun. And now it's time for the business bar, because book truck life is not just about books, it's also about business. So as I sit here and I drink my chai tea latte in my Green Gables mug that I got on my trip to Prince Edward Island, I'm contemplating a question that I get asked a lot, which is, what made you think of doing this? Because a book truck is kind of a crazy thing. I get it. Uh, and I think I have to go back to something that I learned from watching Simon Sinek's TED Talk and reading his book, Start With Why, which is really understanding who it is you want to serve and what impact you want to make in the marketplace. 
And for me, that was pretty simple. I was desperate to bring inexpensive books to eager readers right where they live and create a community of readers. That was important to me. So if I want to do what everybody else is doing, then I'm only going to get the result everybody else is getting. So I had to do something different. And knowing that having a book truck was something in the back of my mind, I absolutely wanted to pursue that. It is kind of weird, but you know what? So what? If you decide that you want to do something, you just have to do everything you can to make it possible. If people want to tell you that what you're doing is foolish and it's harebrained and it's, it has no future, that is all of them. It has nothing to do with you. I was very, very eager to um, do what Seth Godin calls be the purple cow. Have you ever read his book? That is also really, really awesome. It's just called Purple Cow. And it's literally the premise that everybody can do the same kind of thing. And it's not extraordinary. But if all of a sudden you do something very different, people cannot help but take notice of you. You stand out. You are remarkable. You now are something people will look at and talk about and remember. And if you can be remembered then maybe you can be relevant in their life. So I was determined to be relevant. And being a purple cow means doing something different than any other bookseller in my area. And a truck does that. It very much does that. So whatever it is in business, whatever your idea, your passion, whatever you're pursuing, try and think of a way to do it in a way that only you can do it. Because other people can crochet doilies, they can make pillows, they can make dolls, they can make ornaments, they can make pies. People can have the same idea, but nobody can do it like you do it. If somebody else decides to run a book truck, great, have at her. I mean, don't do it in my city, but if you want to do it somewhere else, go for it. And you know what? Maybe they'll have a great um, following where they are and they'll make a great community and people will love them. But it'll be different than mine. Every bookstore is unique. Independent bookstores are fantastic because what they do is they reflect the character and the passion of the people who run it. So my book truck reflects my character and my passion. Nobody else is going to have it like me. So that makes it very, very unique. So my why and the reason why I do this is to bring people great books and create connections with them in my way. And you know what? So far, so good. So um, that's one thing I would just like to encourage you in terms of the business of book truck life. If you're considering it, and I know a lot of you have sent me messages, DMs, emails, asking particulars about how to do this. They're very curious. They might even want to do a book truck where they are. And that's great. But you have to start with knowing what makes you special and unique. And if you have what it takes to follow through with that, because you can do that once, Yay, but you don't want to be a one hit wonder. So whatever you can do that you can maintain, that you can build on, and you can make yourself relevant. Well, now there you've got something. And all I got to say, you guys, is whatever your job is, shine a light of kindness, humor and compassion in everything you do. Be relevant, be generous, be unforgettable. Okay, so for some reason, I'm having to do a lot of takes just trying to get this podcast finished. And I don't know why. But my husband is laughing at all my outtakes. So I'm just going to say thank you for spending time with me today. I would love to hear from you. Please send me any emails or DMs on all the socials. Just type in Daisy Chain Book Co. And that's how you'll find me. Until next time, reader. Have a great day.